So hearkening back to last week, as a way to get you involved in the homily, I said, what is the first line of M. Scott Peck's book, The Road Less Travel? And that first line was, life is difficult. Life is difficult, and there's no about it, doubt about it. We have trials and tribulations, but that's really where the meat and the depth of God come in, and that's what I love about the Catholic Church. This week, I'm going to give you a few lines from a song. Wait till I'm done singing, okay? And then you're going to guess who it is. You had to be a big shot, didn't you? Had to prove it to the crowd. You had to be a big shot, didn't you? All your friends were so knocked out. You had to have the last word last night. So much fun to be around. What's that? Who? Billy Joel. And that's what our gospel is about today, is being a big shot. And that's what Jesus is addressing in our gospel today. And he's saying, probably not the wisest thing in the world, so let's look at another way as we come. It's, they want the honor at the wedding. And the, so it's, it's very interesting how they want the top seat and everything with that. And you know what? What I'd say, and I'll put myself in there very much square in that, we're just as nutty. We're just as arrogant. I think we're just a lot slicker these days. We can be like, oh, that's not. One thing I have to say, though, coming here from Oregon five years ago, I thought, wow, this is a very accomplished, wealthy community. And I thought, wow, there's going to be a lot of big shots coming to church. But what I have to say to you is I thank you for the lack of that. I thank you for the lack of ego. And I think if people do come to this church and they're looking to be a big shot, they're not going to last long because we don't care. Amen? Well, we care about what Jesus wants us to do and how he's there. And by the way, we hear our children today and they're crying. Church ain't crying. Church is dying, right? So welcome children. Great to have our children here today. Welcome. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. This is the injunction of our Savior and our Lord. And this is what we love. So thank you for having your children and being here and getting them to heaven. So Jesus comes on the scene today. And he's talking about this banquet, and he's, he gives this example, and he's just a hick. He's from Nazareth. So he's just like a no-name, and here he comes in the midst of this, and he's not with friends. He's not around friends. And everybody else is like looking in, and we see how the people were observing him closely. They weren't observing him to say, wow, this guy's good and wonderful, but hey, this guy's threatening. Let's take him down. Let's take him out. So he comes in the midst of this, and he lectures them. He doesn't give them a suggestion. He's lecturing them and saying, this is what your call is here in contradistinction to being the big shot at the table. What I say to you and me and to us, let him lecture you. Let him lecture you into life. Because that's what his lectures are about, is life lectures. John 10, 10, I've come that you may have life and have it to the overflowing. If we would just deign to listen to him, there would be so much more life flowing through us and through us for others. So he comes in and he just gives us a humorous injunction. He says, well, go sit with the lowest. Be at the end of the line. Let everybody look down on you and disdain you because you're a loser. You're at the end of the line. Let yourself be eaten up by the dogs in this world. Let the dog eat dog. Let them chew you up and spit you out. And that's what Jesus is saying. Let yourself be disrespected and looked on with little esteem or little honor. Now, this is what I have to tell you. I'm just going to be honest with you right now. I want to be a big shot. I always do. I want to stand out among my peers. I want to stand out among other priests. I want to be preferred. I want to be known. I want to be talked about. And I struggle with that all the days of my life, ever since I've been a priest and before I've been a priest. 
I want to I be an impact player, you know, Mr. Big Shot. I know that's not of God, so please pray for me. That's not of God, so whatever's not of God, that that, that would be gone from my life. I don't know if you've ever struggled with that, being the big shot and wanting to be impressive. The only one I want to impress is God. And he says, take the last seat. Go down to the bottom of the line. Jesus says, if you do become a big shot, you're going to get tripped up. You're going to get shot down. You're going to look like a jerk because you're going to have to go to the end of the table. You're going to be laughed at and you're going to go to the back of the line. So this first lesson in what the story that Jesus gives us today is we can take is when you go to a wedding, just enjoy it. Go to the wedding, enjoy it, celebrate the bride and the groom, and especially God's love coming down on them in the sacrament for the bride and the groom to bless them and approve them and bring them up in his love. And don't draw attention to yourself. Any of you, including myself, a name dropper? Oh yeah, I know this important person. I know this great person. Or any of you success dropper? Oh yeah, I've written a couple books, I've done this, I've done that, here and there. We can do that and draw attention to ourselves. Another way that we can do that is just trying to be funny. I've never been there, just kidding. Trying to be funny. Or to appear intelligent. I'm gonna use a big word that, you got a big theological word that you guys don't understand, so man, he is impressive. Gosh, this guy is impressive. So to stay away from that, because what does that do for us? Zip. Zero, nothing, I don't care. Doesn't impress me and I don't impress you when I do that. And the big thing, even more so, is don't do that interiorly. Check yourself out. I'm constantly in conversation. Okay, let's slip something in there that we can be honored for and impress others. Also, we don't want to go to the low spot to say, okay, now I can be the big shot because I've gone to the low spot because that's my intention. We want the, the purity of intention there, not to, not to go there for that. So what's the answer in all this, our desire to seek honor? Let the Lord affirm you. Let the Lord speak to you. He talks to you every day. Let him give you honor. He, he forgives us every day. We are fed by him in his body, in his blood, in his word as we come before him. If being a big shot is what makes you happy, you got a long ways to go. Never, ever gonna work. Last time I checked, there's only one big shot on the block. His name's Jesus. It's all about him and his life. So, for our happiness, where do we go for that? We go for that knowing that the Father, he loves us. And he's given us life and honor. And Jesus says to his Jewish brothers and sisters, look at my father and look how he's dealt with your people in the past. Look at his dealings and look at how good he has been. And that's where we'll come into our happiness. This is what makes us happy. Not being the top dog at the seat of honor at a banquet. Just a word on contemplative prayer and adoration. We have an adoration chapel here. And, and he's just waiting for you. <laughs> your maker, your creator, to instruct you into life, to teach you the way to go. And so Walter Burkhart, eminent theologian, said this, contemplative prayer is a long, 
loving look at the real. That's real. A long, loving look at the real. To let his loveliness come into my unloveliness so that I might be lovely for others. That's what God has for us. I want to give you this, what the Spirit gave to me in preparation for today. Are you more of the unhappy world? I'm looking for the unhappy world to make me happy. Or am I looking for the happy God making the unhappy world happy? You're looking for an unhappy world to make you happy? That's called foolishness. That's called empty set. It's called a lie. But if we can have the happy God make the unhappy world happy, then we found what Jesus has for us in his call for us to be with him and in him. Second lesson is when you have a party or a banquet, don't invite your friends or your relatives or your brothers or those who are rich, but invite those who can't repay you. So I have a friend, God rest his soul, Father Francis Martin. He was in Rome one time and he went to a wedding and he was part of a group that was going to be, they were preaching on the streets about the good news of Christ. But the wedding was at St. Paul's outside the wall and then they came back in more to the center of town and had the reception at the top of the Spanish steps, there's a reception hall there. So they were all gathering in this reception hall. It was Easter Sunday, busier than any other day of the year, and everybody was shoulder to shoulder outside, and a lot of people were selling their trinkets, making money. And so they're in the wedding hall, and one of the young men at the wedding, they just had basically, they had sawhorses and planks and tablecloths and the food on there. He got up on the table, and he started reading this scripture. If any one of you has a banquet, do not invite those that can repay you, but go out and get the crippled, the lame, and the blind. And so read that. They tore down the wedding hall, brought it out, all these tables with the planks and the sawhorses and the tablecloths and the food, and they invited everybody outside into the wedding feast. Wow, that's amazing, right? Because the wedding day is supposed to be about me and what I'm getting out of this and how great it is and this is the greatest day of my life. And then the scriptures are proclaimed and then they went outside and the people were looking and the people selling things, selling their trinkets, were getting upset because they were taking away their money. Isn't that the battle? Basically money or God, God or money? His word, living it out, or living with money in the ways of the world that uh, the world tells us it's going to be happy. So they're out there and inviting everybody in. And the reactions and people will be drawn to it. I just can't help to think about the people that saw that, that their lives might have been changed for forever. Because they were living the gospel. And yes, maybe it wasn't the blind, the lame, and the crippled, those poor, but who's the poorest pe- person on the face of the earth, the one that doesn't know the life of Jesus, that it's a life that doesn't end, the, one, the life that truly makes us happy, that promises and delivers unlike the world, the unhappy world, that will never make an unhappy person happy. So I, I thought about that, and I thought about, what about here at St. Charles? What am I doing? What are we doing? Wouldn't it be really cool to have a homeless Sunday? And bring the homeless in 
and invite them into the feast of Christ. Maybe they're not like physically, physically homeless, but spiritually homeless. They don't have a home. They don't know why they're here, where they're going, what this is about, which way is up, what's this whole deal about, that we could invite them in and that they could come into this banquet that Jesus has invited them into. Remember Pope Francis, the Cardinal said to Pope Francis before he became Pope, he said, remember the poor. And Pope Francis is one of church of the poor for the poor. Of the poor for the poor. So maybe in that long loving look at the real, we can let Jesus come in and speak to us. And that his loveliness can come into our unloveliness, knowing that we aren't able to return it. What return can we make? And then when we experience that, him coming for us, then we would do that for others. And we'd have a homeless Sunday mass. Or whatever the spirit inspires you to do that you come to me and say, let's do this. Let's get to the poor. Let's get to the bottom. Let's get to the bottom of this. And that's where we're gonna most clearly and convincingly find Jesus in his life. Talking about this, we've talked about this, I've talked about it for years, we've read the scripture, and I think he wants us to, to pull the wedding feast outside of the hall to the top of the Spanish steps. And then look out. I think will be unleashed upon what he has for us. We can really experience that he's the giver of every good gift and we come before him. We become small shots so that he can become the big shot because there's only one big shot ever, Jesus.